When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. I absolutely agree with you that I think this is this is a game that the defense can keep the Packers in. You know, we keep saying it's going to come back to the offense. The dam can't break. The, the defense has to give them opportunities, and that gets infinitely harder this week and the rest of the season without Rashawn Gary. That's, you know, just miserable for him. We're recording this Tuesday mor- or Thursday morning. Um, so still not sure like the status of Eric Stokes, but obviously he won't be playing this week. They're still trying to figure out what's going on, um, what the injury is for him. But some things that I'm curious, you know, your thoughts on as far as the makeup of the secondary, because I think we have some ideas as to what we'd like to see. I personally liked seeing Rasul Douglas on the boundary and Keyshawn Nixon in the slot. We've talked about Darnell Savage getting some looks in the slot, maybe moving him around. So what do you think we see any change this week? Uh, or do you think Joe Barry kind of rolls out uh same as it ever was. Well, he's going to have to make some changes, right? Because you're not going to have Douglas and you're not going to have Rashawn. I'm sorry. You're not going to have Stokes and you're not going to have Rashawn, right? So you're going to have to make some moves here. I think for better or for worse, Rasul on the boundary, like you said, is a good move. He That's where he's most comfortable. I think the whole experiment of putting him in the slot did not give the Packers the results that they were hoping for. And that's not to say that Rasul took a step back this season, isn't the player that they signed. That's not true. I think he's just a true boundary corner. So I think keeping him and Jair on the boundary, maybe moving Jair around, right? I'd love Mm -hmm. to see Jair, you know, going to repeat every week. I'd love to see Jair follow CD. Um, I think that'd be a really fun matchup, but keeping them in, in their like natural positions at this point, what is there to lose? Like, why not? You know, like you have Savage on the books next season. So no matter what, you're likely going to have to play him because you're paying him. So why not move him in the slot? He's expressed Mm -hmm. that he wants to. He's not playing well at free safety. He's not tackling well. So put him in the slot and see how he matches up there in that position if it's something that he wants to do. And Joe Barry has articulated that he thinks he can play there well. So again, there's nothing to lose at this point. Do it. You just signed Jonathan Abram. I don't know if he's going to be able to play this soon, but now you have some depth there at the safety position who can play. He, you know, Abram can play deep, right? So you can play him. You can play Keyshawn Nixon. You can play Rudy Ford, who's been playing really well when called upon. You can move Amos into the box if you'd like to help in the run game with Zeke and Tony Pollard. You have a little bit more flexibility now in the secondary, and you have your two top corners, I think, playing in their appropriate positions. So I would love, if it was me and I was defensive coordinator, Perry Goldstein, calling plays, um, I would 100% be moving Savage down into the slot, and I'd be actually rotating him and Jair in and out, depending um you know, depending on the look, but will Joe Barry make the necessary adjustments is obviously like the ultimate question of the season. So I think it also depends 
last thought is who's playing an inside linebacker, right? You, you mm-hmm. don't have Devondre. I think that changes a lot of things about what they're able to do in the middle of the defense. So if you're going to play Quay, if you're going to get Chris Barnes out there and like two inside linebacker looks help, I don't know. I think it, it'll depend on his rotation, I guess, at this point. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up the Jonathan Abram signing because I know, you know, as far as like being a first round pick, he hasn't necessarily lived up to the expectations that he had as a former first rounder. But sometimes, you know, we talk about guys needing a change of scenery, needing a position change, needing a new coordinator, a new scheme, whatever it is. And he's at least somebody that has a ton of experience because when you you listen to Joe Barry last week, one of the things he had said was, you know, there's not a lot of depth in that safety room right now. So you can't really afford to take Savage out of his spot. Because there's, you know, you're looking at trying to fill snaps for a guy who's on the field every single down with, you know, kind of some piecemeal, you know, and Rudy Ford has played pretty well, but, you know, just they don't love, you know, the inexperience, I guess, or not the inexperience because he's a vet, but just the number of reps that he's taken. So you're bringing in a guy like Jonathan Ford, who has played a ton of free safety snaps and will at least give them a little bit of versatility and flexibility, hopefully to get creative, like you said, with Nixon, you know, whether and Nixon and Abram, you know, Nixon said he was one of his like real life best friends. So that's something else that's, you know, fun for them to have more cohesion in the secondary. You think it'll help a guy like Abram get up to speed really quickly, even if, you know, this week we mostly see him on special teams and then a little bit of look in the secondary. But I'm glad you mentioned inside linebackers because that was one of the things I was kind of, you know, thinking is circled as one of the bigger matchups going into this game. Obviously, Tony Pollard, and Zeke, I think, are the bigger threat even than the receivers for the Cowboys. We've known that. Tony Pollard, at this point, you can argue, is running back one. It's Ezekiel Elliott's team. You know, we talk about that. He was the first-round draft pick, but Pollard has eight touchdowns on the season. Like, he is – or five touchdowns, excuse me, but he's a freak. Yeah, He's always getting into the end zone. He's explosive. I think he's averaging, like, six yards a touch or something. You know, like, he just – he. He's the kind of running back that's going to give this Packers defense fits. And if Chris Barnes is still in the concussion protocol, he was one of your better tacklers. We don't know what the status is of Devondre. Maybe he can come back and play, but just I, I, I think Adrian Amos is going to have to kind of live in the box this week. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you, which is, again, why I think it's a really good move that they grabbed Abram, whether he plays significant stamps or not. I'm actually enjoying the safety depth more than I thought that I would this season. They've been mm-hmm. kind of like stacking safeties, I think, Let's get Rudy Ford in there. I mean, my biggest fear, like you said, is Tony Pollard. Zeke is just a big guy, right? He can plow into he's he's the AJ Dillon of this. Uh, if you want to make like comparisons, like Tony Pollard is the Aaron Jones to Zeke's like AJ Dillon, that like one two punch they have going on. Very, very similar in like play styles. Like it is hard to bring Zeke down. He will get positive yardage out of you. He will drive his legs. He will push you. Tony Pollard is the shiftier, explosive, like you know, accelerate on a dime, you have to be able to tackle. You cannot play the way this Packers defense has been playing and not wrap up your tackles and bring your guy down. And my fear is if they keep Savage in the safety position that he's been playing, you know, playing deep in the back and he's like your last line of defense, Tony Pollard is going to run right through him (laughs) into the end zone. So you are going to need to do something to stack the box or set your edges and make sure that Tony Pollard isn't getting up into the second level because he will just go end zone at that point. Um, I think this game, you know, last level of the defense to discuss is 
unfortunately you just lost your best pass rusher. I'm unbelievably gutted for Rashawn Gary. He is, I think the lifeblood of this defense. You heard the guys say like he came up to them after his injury and told them like, he's still there for them. He's just an incredible leader an incredible man. And I'm like gutted that he's going to miss the rest of the season because you know that he'd be going into every game regardless of their record with like all the energy. So it's really going to be on Preston and the depth here to step up. Now, that being said, pressure on Dak Prescott and pressure on this offensive line is just not going to be something that this team is going to be able to lean on, right? So you're going to have to the secondary and I think the inside linebackers are going to have to step up and I think pick up some of the slack and the lack of pressure unless Joe Barry wants to do some creative things where he sends Quay Walker out, you know, on a pressure package on a blitz. He does a, a DB blitz or something like that in the right scenario. We haven't seen a ton of that this season, so I'm not holding my breath. Like there are ways to get creative pressure packages out there, but um, I think it's going to end up just coming down to the guys in the back making plays. I'm really glad you mentioned the Quay Walker thing because that's all I could think was, you know, there's there's going to need to be some creativity here. And, you know, hopefully Chris Barnes can play. Uh, we're not sure how far he's progressed through the concussion protocol. You're hoping, obviously, that Campbell comes back as well. But you might see three inside linebackers on the field at once. Isaiah McDuffie has looked really good against the run. He's been really solid, reliable tackler. So, you know, there could be packages where it's Campbell and either Barnes or McDuffie, you know, in the middle of the defense, and then they send Walker on a blitz or he, he does that like roaming nose. You know, I think that they're going to need some help from a lot of these young guys because of the Rashawn loss. You know, you've got JJ and Igbari as the second edge rusher. Now at this point, he'll see a, a huge increase in snaps, but um, you know, if you're talking about like Jonathan Garvin, I know Tipa is coming back from injury, but there's just not a lot of reps there. These guys don't have a hell of a lot of experience. And even, you know, Inigbari doesn't still obviously being a rookie, even though he's looked really good the last couple of weeks. So they're going to have to lean on creativity and, you know, maybe a little bit of confusion. Kenny hasn't been playing his best either, which makes it difficult. You want to see, you know, your first round pick Devontae Wyatt get more snaps at this point. Lowry, the whole, I think, defensive line has struggled and it's not going to get any better this week against a Cowboys offensive line that is one of the best. So I absolutely agree with you. I'm glad you said, I think this is a game where the secondary really needs to just be aggressive and they need to challenge and they need to swat balls and, you know, tip them up in the air and see if somebody else can come down with them. Like they have to make the Cowboys play messy, I think, is the way for them to win yeah. this game. You got to just muddy up the game. The Packers offense has to play clean. Packers defense has to make things really dirty. I love that. I think that's a perfect place to end. Before we wrap up, let's do some score predictions. Okay. I have, I want to call this game actually as a win for the Packers. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be, like you said, dirty, muddy. I want to go like 17, 14. Ooh, that is gross. Packers just like a gross football game and somehow the Packers grit a win out because they have to at Lambeau at home okay I I keep doing this thing right where I over predict the score because I'm just waiting for the offense to capitalize um but like in my head I'm thinking like 27 21 24 21 like I just want to see there be points and you know it's like you said at this point of the season don't know if we're talking about you know w's on paper or w's in the moral victory column but 
I do think that this is a winnable game for the Packers. They're at Lambeau Field. I think their defense can do enough against this Cowboys offense. It'll just come down to can the Packers offense do enough against the Cowboys defense. So I'm, I'm going to take it as a loss because I don't like to have my hopes up and I don't want to keep, you know, predicting that they're going to bounce back and then have them not bounce back. But I do absolutely think that it is a winnable game for the Packers. And I guess the one thing that we didn't really talk about either is Cowboys are coming off a bye. You know, yeah. they're, they're playing another team that's fresh off a bye, which is just their luck of the season for Green Bay. I know. Well, we will see what happens on Sunday. Uh, thank you all so much for listening with us, as always, working our way through this very difficult <laughs> and challenging season together. Um, always, as always, rooting for this team to turn things around and get some wins. We hope that we're back discussing a victory Monday with you on Monday. Let's all hope for that. But as always, you can follow us on Twitter at PWSS podcast on Instagram and Twitch at PAX, which she said, like I said, we will be back on Monday with a recap win or lose. Hopefully we will be back live. So you can come join us with your questions. Um, we are a little bit on baby watch right now. So <laughs> it is, so we'll a, it's a DVD at the moment. Um, if we have a, co-host on maternity leave i perry will be in with some guests so shaking things up um but thank you all as always for following along you can follow me at perry underscore goldstein on twitter you can follow maggie at maggie j loney and as always go pack go go pack go 2400 sports is an odyssey company 